Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Det här är Teach Me Sweden. Det här är en uh, humorpodcast där två komiker försöker lära varandra historia. Svensk historia. Jag heter Erik Broström. And I'm Jonathan Rollins. And in this episode, I'll be teaching Erik about... A monumental woman who decided not to live a life of riches and try to help folks. And she's the one that got away. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So listen in for this episode. Chatting it up a little bit nice. for the patrons. Yes. If you want to support us uh, through Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash teach me Sweden mm. and you can hear conversations like what we just had. Oh, it was a bra conversation there. It's the best conversation <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Oh, God, I'm feeling like a new person. It was so lämplig. It's like therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you, the problem you're going through in your life right now, mm. we just solved it. So, it's a little like that now it's teach me Sweden, but here news for patrons for it. Teach me Eric. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Teach me John. Who am I? <laughs> I know now who, who I are am. we? Yes. Uh but in this episode I'll be um teaching Eric mm. a little bit of something something. Oh Elska something something. Yeah, man, show you me. get to you get to mm. sit back and learn. Uh, have you ever heard of uh Friedrika Bremer? Friedrika Bremer? Mm-hmm. Mm. Någon lärare måste ha sagt det här namnet. You're not good at retaining knowledge. No, 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 no. So, uh, so this is perfect for me. Det är underbart. Jag kan inte säga vem det är. Nej. Okay, this, uh, this is, you'll, you'll understand later that this was a very pivotal human being. Fan också. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> More Americans know about this woman. No. Oh, really? No. Uh, Fredrika Bremer was born into a Swedish-speaking Finnish family mm-hmm. in 1801. Good year. Uh, and it's uh, outside of Åbo, Sweden, which is now Turku, Finland. Yeah, yeah, it's still Åbo, also, a- actually. Oh, uh, really? We still say Åbo, they say whatever they want to say. Pikio Parish, outside of Åbo, Sweden. Turku, I guess it's called. Yeah, yeah. But she was the second daughter of five, Uh huh. Uh, second child of seven. Wow. Of Carl Friedrich Bremer. Jag känner igen det namnet också, men jag kan inte säga vem det är. Oh, really? Ja, men det känns, det känns bekant, men jag vet inte. Jag uh, you aning. know why you might know about it? Oh, and uh, her mother is uh, Birgitta Charlotte Holström, uh-huh. who married uh, Char- Carl Friedrich yeah. Bremer. I don't know what either one of them did. N- not the father they either. They didn't give the father. This is the first time I've seen it where they don't even say what the father does. The hell are you progressive? Yes, this is very progressive. And we're going to get even more progressive as we go through. Oh, shut up. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> Her grandparents, Jakob and Ulrika Fredrika Bremer, mm-hmm. built up one of the largest business empires in Swedish Finland. Ooh. But uh, the mother died in 1798. And Carl, her father, uh, Fredrika's father, liquidated their holdings. 
Okay. So he's just like, I need the cash. Wow. So the so the family business is no longer. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, he, he basically okay. was like, you know, I. Men vet om det mycket pengar då antar jag om det var a whole lot of money. Mm. Uh, generational wealth. Is nice. What we're talking about here. Nice. When Frederica was three years old, the family moved to Stockholm. Shout out. Yes, shout uh, out. <laughs> the, the next year, they purchased Orsta Castle. Oh, Orsta Castle. Is that still around? I don't know. Orsta no. Slot, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, uh, and you uh, know where Orsta is, but yeah, for those yeah. of you that don't know, it's like 20 miles or 32 kilometers outside of the capital. It feels like it's closer. It's closer. Feels closer. Yeah, it feels closer. But maybe Orsta Castle is further. I don't know. But Orsta, the city, the, yeah. the, the community. So can it be. Orsta ligger nej, oh, nej, men i för sig, om jag ska springa från Hornstull så kan det nog vara äh, skitsamma. Det är väl en bit. Nej, det är inte tre kilometer. Det är det inte. Men Orsta slott. Lätt. Det kan jag köpa. Okay. Fredrika, uh, she passed it, uh, to the next uh, two decades of her life summering there so she would go to the castle in the summers and another nearby estate owned by her father so this guy it's a lot of money that he's, he's yeah getting. yeah and she spent the winter in the family's stockholm apartment okay hmm? yeah so they they doing it yeah yeah really she was said to be lively and unruly but also creative and curious oh nice <laughs> she would cut curtains apart study the inside of dolls Cut and curtains apart. That's yeah, very sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> These are rough. You are my favorite. <laughs> Generational wealth and I cut down the curtains. <laughs> Rip open dolls because I do it for certain. <laughs> They have more money. They'll buy new things. <laughs> and those are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> New uh, things are favorites and <laughs> old things are not. <laughs> I am so spoiled and I don't know what I got. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, they say she found it difficult to quote unquote behave. Yeah. Uh-huh. And was dissatisfied with her appearance. Ah. So okay. She's like, I'm bad and ugly. Okay. Uh, she felt her nose was too large uh-huh. and her hairline was too low. Uh-huh. Uh, but she was also prone to jokes and mischief. This was her as a kid, this, this uh, young lady. Mm-hmm. She began to write short French verses at the age of eight. Wow. Sounds yeah. scary. But the, uh, the family, I don't know if I included this in here, uh, the family made sure that they had this, uh, this education. Like, uh, ch- she learned German, French, English. Uh, you they had tutors. They had, like, uh, people coming in to make sure that they were uh, educated. I make a språk for the time. Yeah, they man. They were all about it. Där, it was No TV. Now YouTube is teaching kids English. Yeah. She uh, went to Paris with the family, mm. but she considered her time in Paris disappointing because of her father's bad temper. Uh, he had he ba- battled with uh, depression throughout the, her childhood. Uh, men had him bara bad temper in Paris, eller var det? No, uh, apparently he was really, really tough on them. Oh, okay. Oh. She and her sister spent two years translating a religious children's book as a gift for their father. Ja, du, klar, då skulle jag också bli förbannad. Vad är det för jävla födelsedagspresent? Uh, jag vet hur du kan undvika bad temper. Better presents. Don't translate a religious, religious children's book. Oh, really? So no tie, huh? No tie? I don't get a tie from... A... I'd rather have a bow tie. You gave me a temper instead. <laughs> 
Vad gav dina barn dig i förstahandspresent? Dåligt humör! <laughs> in reality, he was so touched. Ah, var det så? Okay. By the religious books oh. that he paid for printing costs to have it printed. Oh, jävlar, ja. Uh. Uh, and uh, at, fair, at various uh, family gatherings, the eldest daughters, they would pre- be presented to, to perform on the piano, act out theater pieces. So they were like, an ah. our family. Ah, Bremier, our uh, hero, found the limited and passive family life of Swedish women in her time suffocating and frustrating. Okay. And her own uh, education was unusually strict. With rigid timetables governing her days, she described her family as under the imp- oppression of a male iron hand. Oi, also from Papan. Yeah. Uh, hmm. uh, and uh, I also read that her family was pretty like distant and strict. So uh. like uh, they were like kind of raised by their teachers and caretakers and like nurses and stuff. Oh, like there wasn't so much. Inte så mycket socialisering. Yeah, Nej, exactly, with the parents. Um, while in Stockholm, the girls were forbidden from playing outside. Okay, cool. And they got exercise <laughs> by jumping up and down while holding on to the back of chairs. Det är hemskt. Det är jätteroligt ut i mitt huvud. Men det är hemskt. Det är hemskt. It's like the worst thing I ever read in my life, man. Och det är som dålig instruktion för motion. Varför måste de ens hålla i stolarna? Hoppa bara! <laughs> you can just jump! What, what do you need the chair for? <laughs> We have to stay steady. What the fuck? It's so strange. <laughs> I want to tell us, this is one of those things. I know you're trying to express yourself, but don't tell people this part. <laughs> you keep this part quiet. Fredrika and her sisters were raised to marry. And become socialites. Uh, they became socialites and uh, hostesses <laughs> within the upper class, like their own French-trained mother. Okay. So now they're socialites. They're Kardashians. Yeah. They were given the education then conventional for girls of their class in Sweden, with private tutors followed by um, a family trip through Germany, Switzerland, France, and the Netherlands in 1821 and 22 before their social debut. What is a social debut, you ask? Oh, uh. it's an event also known as a debutante, to showcase the now available aristocrat ladies for the guys to want to marry. <laughs> it's like this som uh, slutet på Taken. Nej, okej, det var bra. Gör inte det. Men det är... Uh, eller gör det. Men, men uh, ah, då faller skämtet. Men uh, det är folk som ska köpa unga kvinnor och sitter oh. i så här glasbås. Men they have this thing in the US... Um, Probably other cultures too, but they're like called uh, like promise parties. Okay. And the I father, pr- the father takes their daughter to this d- dance, oh. and then they promise to keep their virginity until they're. Oh yes, very Christian fertilizer. And this is to me, it feels like that type of shit, man. This whole oh. like, why would you have a, a thing showcasing the? Uh, Yeah, it's fucked But up. it's also to keep people these uh class separated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't want yeah, to yeah. bump it into some dirty, filthy poor man. Åldrats dåligt att showcasea sin dotter. And calling it showcase like yeah, yeah. And a debut. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Upon her return to Sweden from the whole trip uh, around Europe, she uh, debuted into upper class society in Stockholm and Orsta, but found the enforced passivity of women's life intolerable. Okay. 
How quietly like muddy water time stands for a youth who during a boring and idle life drags out her days. That's what she said. This is a quote of her. Hold it down. Uh, she read Schiller. I don't know anything about Schiller, but she was deeply touched by poems by Schiller and began to long for some career through which she could do good in the world beyond ladies' traditional employments. Mm-hmm. As she later wrote, embroidering an eternal and gray collar, I grew more and more numb. Mm. That is, in my living powers, my wish to live. The feeling of torment did not grow numb. <clears throat> No, she's not no, no, no. Okay. It worsened day by day, like frost during a growing winter. Oh. The fire of my soul flickered anxiously with but one wish to forever die out. Oh, shit. Oh, murked. Oh. Yeah. The non-life she saw awaiting her prompted an outbreak of depression. Mm. She did, however, find great satisfaction in charity work around the family's estate in Orsta during the winters of uh, 1826, 1827. And, uh, you know, winter going through to uh, 28. So här är hon typ 25, 26. She's about, yeah, oh, she's yeah, born yeah, in yeah. the turn yeah. of the century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She began uh, writing and seeking publishers in 1828 with the initial purpose of using her education in art and literature to earn funds for her charity work. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm going to use this money to help people. Okay. Her four-volume Sketches of Everyday Life was published anonymously from 1828 to 1831 mm-hmm. and became Im- an immediate success. Particularly the comic Family H, and it has like dash dash dash. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's black blacking out the name. You know what I mean? So it's like Family. I don't know Hammerstein or you know. Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. So it's H dash dash dash, which appeared in the second and third volumes. She described the process as a revelation. As once she began to write, she felt the words coming up as a champagne bubbles out of a bottle. <laughs> the Swedish Academy awarded her their lesser gold medal. <laughs> on January 1st, 1831. <laughs> you get the lesser medal. Jävla återigen alltså. du skulle fått en bättre guldmedaljen, men eftersom du är en kvinna så får du den mindre bra. The lesser medal. The lesser medal. Ingen vill ha den. And she would continue to write for the remainder of her life. She's like I'm I'm going to write this. She was in love with writing. As you as she said, it was bubbling and coming out. Nice. She got the medal, and then she got a new friend, Francis Lewin, mm-hmm. uh, and she became aware of Jeremy Bentham's philosophy of utility, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, or, yes, yes. <laughs> or no further uti- explanation. Utilitarianism, <laughs> which uh, it defined the best action to be that which leads to the greatest possible happiness for the greatest number of people. Ah, I really like that. The interpretation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, util- utilitarianism is what it's called. Okay. Uh-huh. But she had a friendship with him, and it was an intellectual exchange, and they were decisive for her uh, later work. This whole thing about trying to uh, have to take actions to make the most happiness for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, during a stay in Christianstad, where her sister Charlotte had moved after their marriage, Frederica became acquainted with Per Johan Böcklin. Böcklin? A- Berklin, B K L I N. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. Nice. Uh, he's an educator and a and a rector, mm-hmm. uh, headmaster. Uh, head, yeah. yeah, he began giving her private lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ch- <laughs> he challenged her uh, a support of enlightenment and uh, classicist figures such as Herder and Schiller, which I'm sorry I don't know what that is, uh, with the conception of romanticism grounded in Plato. 
of course. Yes, Plato. Oh, oh, I love it when we so, talk philosophy. Oh, that. that is so like <laughs> It's right up my alley, right so here. So basic. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "You are basic." Oh, kasta inte Plato på mig igen. Det här är. So the lessons continue into 1833. So like it's like two years that they're uh. going back and forth. They're having these philosophical discussions, mm-hmm. and they got very close. She wrote during the time. Mm-hmm. I want to kiss a man. Nay. Breastfeed a baby. Oi. Manage a household uh-huh. to be happy and think of nothing except for them and the praise of God. Ooh. Their relationship became complicated when Berkling suddenly proposed Men hon, to Bremer. She rejected him, ex- explaining that her feelings for him could not supersede her calling to be a writer. Så hon vill ha barn och familj. Yeah, breastfeed a baby. Det är det hon manage vill. a household. Uh. Be this housewife. But she felt like, I got a greater calling. I need to address this, the way that uh, the people are, the, the, make the, the world better. Jag är lite konfunderad. Så här, ja. Vilken, det är lite martyrigt. Jag, jag tycker absolut inte. <laughs> well, it's probably in her words too. <laughs> ja, och jag tycker hon ska välja karriären. Men det är också det här, det är lite konstigt att säga så. Åh, oh, jag vill verkligen ha ett barn. Men jag tycker inte skaffa något. <laughs> But is it, I mean, she wrote during that time, those two years. This is yeah, something yeah, that was written. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So somebody could have gotten a hold of her diary or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, Shame like, on them. <laughs> <laughs> But then after those two years, he's like, yo, can we get married? Uh, han kanske hittar dogboken. She wants a baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to breastfeed. Vill du gifta med mig? Helt sure of himself. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no! <laughs> Shot him down. Yeah. Uh, he hastily married another woman <laughs> in 1835. Hastily. And this affected her a lot. She retired from Stockholm society life mm-hmm. and never and never married. Okay. Uh, the two remained close correspondents for the rest of their lives. The you did on the can't hastily frun gillat. No, probably nah, not. No. But she was back then. She was just the wife. Eller hur? Vem skriver du till? Shut up, hastily wife. <laughs> you spoke real hastily right there. <laughs> you spoke I'm supposed to be hastily speaking. Jag skriver till hon som kom undan. She who got away. Han gillar inte namn. Hastily wife is bothering me now. I long for she that got away. <laughs> Yours truly, person writing. <laughs> She wrote three more books that became popular. They're called The President's Daughters, Nina, and The Neighbors. And they're all pushing her into the realm of uh, uh, Swedish uh, literary elite because these books are getting popular. The Neighbors uh, was widely considered a literary masterpiece. Nice. Och nu är hon... Nu sk- nu skrivs de inte anonymt utan hon är författare. Still anonymous. What? Still okay. writing anonymously. Jesus. So, but people know whoever wrote this shit is great. Uh. She wrote uh, close to her heart with much of her writing being informed by her latest encounters, teachings and feelings. She wrote a novel called The Home mm-hmm. after studying Goethe mm-hmm. and Geyer as we did back in the oh, day. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then a play called The Thrall which was about women in the Viking Age. Nej. Yeah, man, I kind of want to read that. Uh-huh. Uh, her art was imitating her life because she just, you know, yeah, yeah, writing yeah. about what she's learned. Yeah. Her father died in 1830. Yeah. And she grew closer to her mother. However, under the terms of Sweden's 1734 civil code, all unmarried women were minors 
under the guardianship of their closest male relative until they got married. Och vad var det för stolpskott som blev hennes guardian? At which time they were placed under the guardianship of their husbands. Ja, ja, när de gifte sig, ja. Yeah, so, ja. Once, so until you're married, closest male family member is in charge of you. Vem blev det då? Vad vet man det? Uh, let me finish this one, another rule. Was yeah. only, widowed, only widowed and divorced women were automatically of legal majority, so they could control themselves. Wow. So you have the dead husband or divorced. Många män som mördas av sina fruar för lite friheter. Undrar om det var det de kom på, bara, ah, det här är inte bra. I can actually have control over my life and probably some cash. Under this law, she and her unmarried sister Agatha were, since the death of their father, both wards of their elder brother, ugh, who legally had complete control over their finances, an arrangement which displeased them. Uh, no shit. <laughs> As their brother irresponsibly squandered the family fortune nah. over the last decade. Of course he did. <laughs> Riktig idiot också. <laughs> Ramstein. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, he nee. came for money too. He oh. probably didn't take any of the classes seriously. Nee, 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 nee. Tutors. Han bara vilka språk kan du? Han bara språk. Jag kan jag kan gnäll, gnälla. Jag kan gnälliska. Gnälliska. Vad gör du när du beställer i Frankrike? Så här. Uh, the only remedy for the situation was a direct appeal to the king. Oh, I love when I could do something. Jävla nice. Uh, your majesty, <laughs> my brother's in charge of my family and fortune, and he's squandered it away. Can he not be in charge of me any longer? Thank you for reading this letter. Kungen lär inte haft någon fritid då. Alltså. <laughs> Fattar du hur många som skickar in bara om det ärendet? Yeah. <laughs> och det måste ju vara typ så här. Min potatis försvann! Alltså det måste vara varit kungen för alla brev liksom. Och han bara, åh oh, helvete, jag sitter och svarar på mig. Imagine the king of Jämtland. Åh, oh, herregud. <laughs> Gotta do it all on one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just read all his letters. It's my stat. Ja, uh, vad är det? Är det 7 februari? Nej! <laughs> Bring the speed reader. <laughs> speed reader. <laughs> she, she appealed and they were formally granted her and her sister Agatha legal majority. Oh, nice. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. She spent the winter of 1841 uh, into 1842 alone in Orsta Castle. 
mm-hmm. completing uh, her work called Morning Watches. Mm-hmm. It was the first which she signed her own full name, mm. instantly making her a literary celebrity. Wow, so it was hennes val of anonym, also. Yeah. Like, okay. And uh, and she used her younger. She was using her younger brothers to try to get the stuff, like to as a middleman. Ah, okay. Mm. Mm, not the one who squandered away. No, 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 no. In 1842, uh, she ended the self-imposed isolation that she had lived since uh, the uh, he got married, uh, Berkling. Yeah. And she returned to Swedish social circles. Okay. And uh, she portrayed this in her uh, diary the next year. Mm. It was a, a work um, that she she did another uh, literary work. And it served as her contribution to the discussion, the diary, the 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 work called Diary. It yeah. was her contribution to a discussion engendered by Amkvist's controversial Sara Videbeck. Okay. Have you heard of that? No. Sara Videbeck. No. It's a book by Carl Jonas Love Ludwig Amkvist. For many names. Yeah, his parents are just he assholes. Just, yeah. <laughs> This is as well. We can't decide. Let's give them all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Olaf Martin Peter. <laughs> so Carl Jonas Love Ludwig Almqvist is the way I'm going to say his name for the rest of now. Yeah, yeah, you must do, must do, must do. It was about. It was, he wrote this book, Sara Videbeck. Uh, it was a, about a woman named Sara that's in love with a guy, and he wants to get married, and then she declines and instead wants to live equally and not have to share property and possessions. And it ends with her asking, "Is this okay, Albert?" Mm-hmm. And him saying, "It depends." This book was wildly controversial. Okay, Amkvist got fired from his position as the school principal. I'm a school principal. For that, for that, for that, for that, for that, jämställdhet. Yeah. that, yeah. yeah. It's like, how could he have this uh. book in this way? Yes. With this woman how not just taking the marriage. Yeah. And trying to ask for equality and not being s- smacked in the face. <laughs> he wanted to be a priest, and now this was uh, was endangered because they were like, "How can you be a priest? What? How can you be a priest with these How thoughts?" Can you, how can you be pressed on the tycker om kvinnors rättigheter? He was even challenged to a duel by someone for writing this. Wow. He declined. Yeah. Because it's a fucking duel. Yeah. And then uh, the guy spit in his face. Oh, det är bättre än att bli skjuten. Which is a scandal. This became a scandal. Like, oh, he was spat in his face telling the local paper. Oster Tribune. <laughs> Almqvist med många namn blev spottad i ansiktet efter att ha nekat en duell. <laughs> so, so Fredrikas book was seen as her input on the discussion. Okay. With, of course, her being on the side of women being able to do what they want and, uh, and uh, not be someone's property. Mm-hmm. Uh, There was a description of her, a physical description of her, as being dreadfully plain. <laughs> Herregud. She's dreadfully plain. Ja, ah, typ redan på den tiden så är det så här. Ja, och är det hon som har skrivit alla de här bra böckerna? Ja, mm, yep. ah, hon är ju väldigt vanlig till utseendet. <laughs> she was rich, but she wasn't fancy at all. She was, she was just dressed normal, you know what I mean? She, mm, she, did have, she had many friends that uh, commented that she was... Humble but loyal, energetic and strong-willed. Allt det där är bra. Yeah. Yeah. Allt det där and är bra. Just like what they said about her because, yeah. because she wasn't uh, traditionally attractive in their minds. <laughs> <laughs> she traveled Sweden and decided to travel abroad. Her book hit the uh, her hit book, The Neighbors, Granane, 
was translated to English and became a huge success in England and in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Nice. She was welcomed with open arms, inspired by the work of de Tocqueville, I don't have to tell you this, and uh, Martineau. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, uh, she visited and traveled extensively through the United States. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. she, uh, she left Cop- uh, Copenhagen on uh, September 11th, 1849. Uh-huh. Uh, she arrived in New York on October 4th with the intent of study. That's a long-ass time, man. Then they saw. Yeah, Copenhagen to New York is like a, was it 26 days? Yeah, yeah. They will both say. Shit. With the intent of studying the effect of democratic institutions upon society, mm-hmm. particularly women. Ah. She visited Boston, New England, the Shaker and Quaker communities in the mid-Atlantic states, the South, where she examined the conditions of its black slaves, and the Midwest, where she toured Scandinavian communities and Indians, because, you know, there's a lot of Scandinavians in the Midwest yeah, and yeah, yeah. Native Americans as well. She went to prisons, spoke with prisoners. Then she went to Spanish Cuba before returning to New York, leaving for Europe on September 13th, 1851. Whew, so that's two years yeah. in the U.S. Throughout her journey, she wrote extensive letters to her sister Agatha, which were later edited into her two-volume 1853, Homes in the New World. Uh-huh. So focus on USA, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having previously portrayed Swedish home as a world unto itself, she now portrayed the American world as a great home through the many families who hosted her as she roamed. Ah, I nice. think this might, and I, and I could see this being the beginning of the, the curiosity of the American uh, style. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, f- flere folk, but we must have done it. Yeah, like, oh, they are so nice. They let her in their house. You know what I mean? Uh, like yeah, that yeah. whole thing. She spent six weeks. <laughs> six. <laughs> I thought it was funny that she was like, I'm going to America for two two years. Uh-huh. And check out uh, the U.S. <laughs> I'm going to Britain for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> then went to Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham, London, and after eating their food, decided to... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and she, <laughs> I'm going to make it four weeks. And she, <laughs> she went to... Uh, well, oh, and in, in the U.S., she hung out with writers, too, like American writers. She even met Frederick L- Douglass. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. A civil rights uh, guy from way back in the day. But, but, uh, uh, yeah, I know. I'm active under... Oh, precis, under Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, it was like when they were freeing the slaves. This is around that time. Visst, han var svart, var inte Frederick Douglass? Yes. Yeah, exakt. Black guy. But yeah, she was like hanging out with the big shots too, man. She's like Von Fersen. Yeah. Except for she's not lying. Female Von Fersen. Yeah, who speaks the truth. But she met the literary elite in... England as well, in the UK as well. Mm. Her series of articles about England for Optum Blaudet largely concerned her favorable impression of the Great Exhibition, which she visited four times. They were later gathered for English publication in as England in, it's called England in 1851. So she wrote this thing that they published uh, about, uh, to, to let people know about England now. Wow. She returned to Sweden in November. Uh, she attempted to uh, engage middle and upper class ladies in social work, similar to what she found in America and England. Hmm. She co-founded the Stockholm Women's Society for Children's Care to assist the orphans left by the cholera outbreak ah. and the Women's Society for the Betterment of Prisoners called Fruntimers Selskapet, Bongas for Bettering. Det var också till fruntimmer. So, shout out to fr- fruntimmer. Yeah. All our fruntimmer out there. Yeah. Uh, she was trying to provide moral guidance, which I don't like that part, and rehabilitation of female inmates in okay. 1854. I'm sure that was religious-based. Ja, det lär ju varit. 
there was a Crimean War and uh, uh, on August 28th, 1854, uh, they published, the London Times published uh, her Invitation to a Peace Alliance along ti- alongside an editorial rebuke of its contents, a pacifist appeal to Christian women. Hmm. In uh, 1856, she published a novel called Hertha. But Hertha? Hertha, as a sketch from real life and, in, and concluded its fictionalized assault on the second-class status of adult, unmarried women under the 1734 Civil Code. That's the code that made her have to uh, ask the king uh, for this, permission this, this, to be an the, adult. Yeah. Uh, and she had an appendix in the book recounting recent Swedish court cases on the topic. And then this whole thing came about in Sweden called the Hertha Discussion because of her book. Men är det ett namn? Det låter som så här... Uh, Hertha. Ah, okej. Okay. För jag tänkte att det var typ så här... The fact that I has, had to ask the Swedish king for permission to be my own free self. Really, Hertha. <laughs> Hertha my soul. She, she had a lisp. I don't know if I told you that part. Nu, nu har jag... Och eh, som vi alla vet, om man råkar ha någon sån eh, nedsättning att man läspar, då skriver man ju självklart också så. Ja, dum jag är! <laughs> så det här härta diskussionen. Okej, okay, härta. Men då fattar jag. Det är ett, ja. mm. uh, throughout Swedish society reaching the parliament in 1858. Oj! Mm. There the old system was reformed to allow unmarried women to petition their nearest courthouse instead of the king, who probably loved this shit. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, at the age of 25. <laughs> Five years later, the legislation was revisited and all unmarried women were considered to automatically reach legal majority at 25. Nice. 25 fucked up, but nice. Yeah. And they exactly. And this didn't affect the status of married women, so don't get too happy. Nah, okay, okay, nah, nah. They're still under the guardianship of their husbands. All right. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, divorced women and widows, of course, it didn't bother them because they're already legal majority. They were, you know, free free people. Ah. Uh, the novel also successfully raised the questions of women's university. Hörde lärare, lärarinarna, how do you say that? Lärarina? Lärarina seminariet. Yeah, yeah. A state school for the education of female teachers was opened in 1861, thanks uh, to this book, Hefta, again. Like, nice. Yeah. Shit. And she wasn't in the country during the whole Hefta discussion. What for now? She participated in another great journey through Europe and the Levant. You know what the Levant is? It's like no. the, Mi- the Mediterranean and it's Asia and the Middle East. It's like that uh-huh. port, that region of the world. Okay. Oh. So she left in uh, 1856. She visited uh, Switzerland, Brussels, and Paris over the course of a year. Uh, no, she left there. So from 1856 uh, to 61, she did that journey. And then she um, began that by going through Brussels, Switzerland, Paris. Over their first year, oh. uh, she was particularly interested in Sweden. Still, I mean Switzerland's still same thing, right? Yes, <laughs> Switzerland <laughs> still. <laughs> the free church was a thing in uh, Switzerland, uh-huh. uh, and, and then she traveled through the still disunified Italian peninsula, contrasting the Catholic practices of the Papal states with the Lutheran Swedish Church, mm-hmm. uh, and then finally she went uh, from Messina to Malta and and through Palestine as well. Hmm. Uh, up until 1859. And she was six, almost 60 years old. She retraced the life of Jesus Christ by ship, train, wagon, and horseback. Oh, God, religious. Yeah. 
That's, a, that's the only thing that I'm like, eh, that's, I, can't, I can't rock with that. Fan, hennes aktie bara steg och steg och nu bara, vad fan uh-huh. ska jag göra det för? <laughs> och här var han, och här var han, och här var han. Allegedly. Uh, where's this water he walked on? <laughs> uh, she said, and it was an optical illusion the whole time. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just the desert and yeah. it looks like water. Jesus, what a magician. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she stayed in Constantinople before turning Greece from 1859, from August 1859 until May of 1861. Mm. She reached Stockholm on 4th of July, 1861. And then she wrote, of course, she had uh, uh, documented her, uh, her trip and published Life in the Old World mm. in six volumes from 1860 to 1862. Huh. She's like educating Sweden about the world, basically. Wow. From her... Uh. Upon her return to Sweden, she ex- expressed her dis- her satisfaction with the reforms Hertha had promised, had promoted. I'm sorry, had prompted. Yeah. She uh, resumed her charitable projects and assisted with the Home Journal, the first women's magazine in Scandinavia. After a final trip to Germany she uh, in 1862, she remained in Sweden for the rest of her life. On Christmas Day, 1865, she developed a cold, which turned into a serious lung infection. Uh. She died peacefully. On the morning of New Year's Eve, to close out 1865. Huh. Her novels were usually romantic stories of the time, typically concerning an independent woman narrating her observations of others negotiating the marriage market. She argued for a new family life less focused on its male members and providing a larger place for women's talents and personalities. Mm. Reflecting her own childhood, many of her work include a sharp urban-rural dichotomy. Without exception, these present nature as a place of renewal, revelation, and self-discovery. Destruc- <laughs> <laughs> Not self-destruction. <laughs> what fantastic kid. And suicide. Punchline. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was more than a writer. She actively tried to make the world a better place, and I think she succeeded. It's even more impressive because she could have literally just been an aristocratic socialite and lived a life of excess. Hello. And that's the story. Och Fredrika Bremen. Nice. Ah, det var, va- det var vackert på slutet där. Jag, jag, eh, vi brukar alltid hitta något skämt. Men jag ville bara lyssna på vad, vad som hände på slutet. Vad? Yeah man. I mean besides. I mean I'm not into the Christian stuff. Nej, nej nej det hatar jag. Men det var lustigt att hon. Eh, <laughs> det, hatar <jag. laughs> det hatar jag verkligen. Men det var lustigt att hon. Hon blev ändå inte så gammal. Och det kändes ändå som att så här. Ja ah, men good. Yeah. Hon har it. gjort så jävla mycket. Yeah. Fan bra. That's what she lived what 64 years something like that. Oh, it's crazy, man. Det är sjukt att man hinner göra så mycket på den tiden. And på den tiden. And you know what I thought about as I was reading this again, um I was thinking about the uh there's no TV. Nej. But she was like reality TV. Yeah. Hon, you know what I'm saying? This yeah, she's like an uh, actual Kardashian. Uh, like she mm. was like exposing the world to the inner workings of like society, like yeah. just random banal things uh, and she just write a book about it, like oh the gym. neighbors this uh, is what the neighbors are doing and uh, they're like oh my god everybody's consuming this shit uh, like real it's like us now uh, with the kardashians and then you think about england oh yeah ask you there what's your yeah man uh, here's, here's how it is in america look how they live oh shit this is great you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. Smart, smart uh, kvinna kul yeah man kul och, bra ämne fan det där uh, vi får så mycket, eh, det är så mycket icke-information om kvinnor i svensk historia när vi pratar om eh, män i och för sig. Men eh, det är kul att det kommer såna här. Yeah, nice. and uh, shout out to the, I don't know the person's actual name. They um, wrote me on Instagram with this suggestion. So shout out to you. 
Ah, okay. Um, was 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 the uh, the alias it's like, it's like, not, like, it's uh, like pastely ploop, wife? Plupen or something. Plupen. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a, a woman and her cat, I believe. A woman and her cat. <laughs> This this when I looked that up, was, I was like, I was trying to find her name. It starts with a P. I don't remember the actual her her name, but uh, I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't see like. Oh. I like it, uh, Pietra. I think it is Plupin or Pietra. I believe Pietro Plupin, a woman and a cat. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you like Frederica Bremer. Yeah, shout out to her, uh, Pietra och Pluppen. Uh, if the, if this Pietra, I could be wrong about that. Cat lady. Gud vad vi skiter på ett bra förslag. Det här var en bra människa som skickade in. Tack, ta, tack ska du ha. Yeah, Spelar ingen roll vad du heter på sociala medier. <laughs> Fan bra. Yes. All right, well, uh, thanks everybody for checking this episode out. Um, if you have any suggestions for us, because uh. we're going to keep these things rolling. Mm-hmm. Suggestions, send them to teachmesweden at gmail.com. If you want Eric to read it, then write it in the, the subject. Or write in Swedish, and I'll just send it right to him, or, yeah. he'll, or he'll grab it. Or if you want it in English, or me to do it, then write it in English, and I'll, we'll figure it out. Och bli Patreons, för då får ni uh, extra grejer. Och, yeah, uh, ni we have live dancers in studio Det är helt sjukt här bakom. Det är som en karneval. I can't believe the elephant is so quiet. Uh, uh, vi fick den från Skansen. <laughs> det, <laughs> det är den där dunderklumpen, eller vad fan heter. Den <laughs> har död jättelänge. <laughs> Lunken tuss, det är Lunken tuss. <laughs> but but uh, you can support us at uh, patreon.com slash teachmesweden. Mm. We appreciate all your support. Uh, yes. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Och Erik Broström. Teaching you Sweden. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.